Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, our movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? K. Now, bringing us with a brand new motherfucker. Last month was fantastic. Hell yeah. It was great. We got to talk about a lot of international horror films. Really, really cool stuff. I guess we're kind of continuing the trend. <laughs> <laughs> well, mainly... A little be- bit. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Mainly because, like, obviously, still going on with the SAG and things like that. They're still, um, still doing their picket lines. All that great stuff. And they're holding tight, holding strong, and being firm. So we still have struck work that we cannot cover. Right. Therefore... We decided to just cover some super fucked up extreme movies. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, not extreme, extreme, not like torture or anything quite like that. I hope uh, not. No. <laughs> maybe. Uh, not this month, though. Maybe. Well, next movie, maybe. Anyway, the, <laughs> the month that we are covering is called What the Fuck Are We Watching Month? Which I'm very excited about because there's a lot of weird movies out there that are surprisingly really good. <laughs> but the film that we are talking about tonight is going to have to come after we shout out our patrons over on patreon.com slash nightlightpods night with a K. Alyssa! Allison, also known as Stormy Knight, also known as our community manager. James! Kate! Kayla! Philip, Also known as the Forest Knight. <gasps> Zachary. I feel like I should start making new animals now. Uh, Nashia, Frank, (laughs) Kristen, Lizzie, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, C, also known as T with Knight, also known as our marketing manager, David, also known as Knightly, Carrie, Brandon, Anna, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for letting us uh, do all of this, letting us scream in your ears. <laughs> Hopefully we're not that bad. <laughs> but no, seriously, thank you all so much for supporting the show and just allowing us to be able to do this. This is honestly really, really cool. Um, and I appreciate each and every single one of you for allowing us to just go ahead and continue talking about horror films that we love. <sighs> so let's do that right now. The film that we are covering for tonight for our What the Fuck Are We Watching Month is none other than Hatching. Which came out last year. Last year, yeah. Came out last year, and it's a uh, Swedish film. Is that what? It, is that what I read? Swedish. I think that's right. Hmm. Or is it? Uh, 
I think it's Norwegian. Kiddish. Maybe. But can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I want to uh, say it's Finnish. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Swedish, right? Yeah. Finland, I think I think that that's that yeah. isn't that right? <laughs> isn't the national oh, language God, of Finland so Swedish uh, Swedish? I don't yeah. know. Finnish? No, Finnish is probably the natural. Uh, Finnish is a language, right? <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, I'm all right. Look it up, please. Google's free. <laughs> God damn it. Um, anyway, hatching. First and foremost, Freddie. <laughs> Thoughts on this Finnish slash Swedish film? <laughs> all right, it just it does say language Finnish. Okay, so Finland. All right. Great. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Problem so, solved. My thoughts. Your thoughts. Oh, um, I really did not like this movie. <laughs> Fair. But not in the bad ways. It sounds wrong when I say that. Um, uh, in the way where like I don't like how it made me feel. I felt very icky and this disgusting. And it's my first this? time. Yeah, I went in completely blind, knew nothing oh, wow. about it. Uh, I knew there was going to be an egg that grows from like some imagery that I've seen. Uh, but other than that, I knew nothing about this movie. It's a weird flick. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> My watching is exactly... It, it's funny because I had moments watching this movie. It's like, oh, I know exactly where this is going. It's kind of like, oh, it's a symbolism of her. Maybe um, maybe she has multiple um, personality, personality disorder. Or this is also about like maybe depression or... Uh, generational trauma. Uh, this has to do a lot with mental health, essentially. Even um, when she's like throwing up and stuff like that too, because she wants to improve and become a really good gymnast, and she has so much pressure on her. This is creating a version of herself that she sees growing with inside of her, and also visually seeing that outside in real life. Uh, obviously, it's a symbol of herself becoming some type of monster because of the pressure she's in with the secrets that she has to keep about her family, uh, pretending to be perfect all the time. And then also trying to, uh, impress her mother and pretty much the person who's damaging her the most is herself and her mother. So that's where the generational trauma comes in. But then there are moments where I'm like, Oh, is it this? Is it that? And then it kind of goes overboard a little bit. And I just didn't like the visuals, but the visuals look good. So when I say I don't, (laughs) when I say I don't like, this film it's not that i think this is a bad movie right i just don't like how it made me feel and the visuals that like made me just like uh, i don't like seeing this um body horror is very interesting to me i love it some of it works really well for me like um is it the possessor possessor sure yes love that movie love the trippiness of it i love like the body horror in this but there's something about a bird transforming into a girl and I just didn't like it. I just like I was like I don't want to see this anymore. It's initially like but, the reverse version of the fly. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, even the fly, like I didn't mind that because I knew what was going on. Sure. But seeing her, it's a um, yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's great. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but this movie, that beautiful. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> this movie got me thinking about a lot of things, but. Ooh, I don't, like, like I said, <laughs> now I'm curious. No, no, more so about like mental health aspects. Sure. That's where I really grasp from this movie. And that, that's the thing I really appreciate from this movie. Um, I really like the ending as well. I think that was kind of cool to see that it kind of like took over. Uh, spoilers, sorry. But uh, it's not a movie I would probably rewatch anytime soon or some movie that I would recommend. That's right. Uh, but this is 
perfect for this month. Because <laughs> it is one of those movies you're just like, what the fuck? It's a great way to kick this month um, off. Yeah. It's the epitome of what the fuck am I watching type of movie. So, <laughs> But at the same time, it's pretty straightforward for what is trying to come across. Yeah. It's just visually, I'm like, oh, cool. There's some great practical effects and great visual effects as well. So it's a great mixture of both. Um, the one that I really liked is when she opens up her mouth really wide and starts ripping, ripping. up her cheeks. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really cool. That was a great, great little effect. Um, but yeah, man, this movie is kind of dark and twisted and fucked up. But yeah, yeah, no, it's a hell of a movie. It is. Uh, this is my second time, a time and a half, I would say. Because uh, <laughs> the first time I, th- I thought I didn't finish it. And I remembered the ending, so I guess I did finish it. Um, <laughs> but, or maybe I just thought the ending was going to go there and I didn't finish it. But I thought I Could didn't be, finish yeah. it because I thought I left off where she was like in the gym, like at the, uh, about maybe 20 minutes almost done or something like that. But I, I did remember the ending for some reason. So I guess I did. But anyway, I, I enjoy this movie. I enjoy this movie quite a bit. Um, I love body horror. A lot of yeah. people who know me. When it comes to horror, body horror is my, like, that's my fucking jam. Like, I love body horror. I think it's so great. I think there's so many contextualized things that just are wrapped around body horror in general. And there's just so many different metaphors you can use for body horror that's so gross. You could take it for face value or you can dig deeper. I love it. I fucking love it. So <laughs> I, I just, for me, this movie is, is awesome. I, I think this movie is so much fun. Um, and yes, I use the word fun. I had a blast watching this movie. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I had a blast watching this movie. It's seeing the bird and seeing it like transform and how it hatched. And I'm like, this is great. Like this is this is exactly what I want. This just weird ass creature feature. And then and when she transitions into the girl, um, even better. I'm like, this is cool. And you know, I, I agree with you. Like what I got from the metaphor uh from it all is I got the aspect of jealousy, not being able to control her jealousy. Sure. Like the the moments where I found that the bird would, or Ale, um, the way that Ale would, I guess, try to, I don't know, feel like that she's protecting Tinya. Like, that. you know, she would do it out of this sense of when Tinya felt very jealous. And I, and I like that aspect of it because Tinya didn't have the ability to be like, no, fuck this person. I'm just going to be my own person. Like she she saw herself in so many different things, like wanting right. true mother's love, wanting to be this, this awesome gymnast right. for her mom. And that's the whole thing about this movie is that her journey is a rebirth of a new identity of who she becomes. Exactly. Everything comes from like exactly what you said, jealousy, uh, getting approval from your mother, keeping secrets competition, um, stress, um, family dynamics, relationships with your brother and sibling, like everything. It's it's great. And this is what I love about this movie is that it shows there's so many elements of life that have an impact on who we are as a person. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's a great way to look at this movie and be like, wow, you can turn into this quote unquote monster because of all these things being pushed onto a child and you're seeing this really affect them and wanting to be perfect and then seeing someone's like, oh, it's okay that you fell while doing a 
cartwheel. Look at me. Right, look oh, at it's me. okay to make a mistake and make a mess on the dinner table. Let's show that. And I love that we have that scene with, uh, I forgot his name, Teto. but the, the other guy. Yeah. Yeah, Teto. Um, to always be under someone's thumb as like we are the perfect family and we're showing off the world that we're blogging that this is a great family. That's a lot of pressure on a kid. It's like perfection is what we have to acquire, but perfection doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's cool to see that transform into what we see in this movie. It's yeah. very symbolic. It's great. I agree. Definitely agree. And well, that aspect, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The visuals I hate. <laughs> yeah. The visuals Jeez. I love. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into this. Let's do it. Hatching, directed by Hannah uh, Bergholm, released April 29th, 2022, runtime of one hour and 26 minutes with a budget of 3.95 million euros and a box office of $478,585. I mean, I didn't even know this movie was released in theaters. Yeah. So I obviously very selected, but still, it's pretty... Uh, Decent, I feel like, for, for being a selected theaters. Rating of 92% or Rotten Tomatoes. Damn, that's really high. I did not yeah, expect that. Critics love this movie. We open uh, uh, to a preteen named Tina practicing her stretches in her living room, overhead shots accompanying the soft lullaby of a pristine neighborhood. Tina's mother comes up uh, behind her, filming her and tickling her, causing her daughter to laugh as they both look into the camera, her mother posing a rhetorical question about her being terrible. <laughs> Tina motions her finger over her mouth so she could tickle her back, causing her to laugh. They both move into her father's office where he's working on some architecture sculptures. They both come in tickling him. He laughs, calling them impossible. And this is just right off the bat, like trying to be like this, this perfect family. Right. And really just trying to show out and just be... I don't know, be this family. Be yeah, it's like, like, like look this, how cool our family is. Like, oh, you're impossible. Leave me alone. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm trying to work. Yeah. Uh, it, it's funny because even like the color grading is very like whitewashed, yeah. angelic, like heavenly, like perfect. They family. picked the perfect kids for this too. Like that little boy looks just like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, they're, they all look each other. They look, all look yeah, just yeah. alike. Like they, they look like a real family. They do. 100%. They genuinely look like a real family. But like, you know, I love that you pointed out the the color as well because the, the <laughs> son and the father are wearing both blue and the right. mother and the daughter are wearing white as well. So very, very pristine, very buttoned up as well. And they're wearing, you know, dresses and button up t a collar t-shirts. Um, right. So it's, it's interesting because this is... It's so fucking cringy because this is what a lot of these social media influencers, do. yeah, yeah, and, it's, and that's it's the whole annoying. thing. It's like when we dig deep in this movie, when the camera stopped rolling, it's like, oh, we have a cheating yeah. wife, we have right a husband um, who who pretty much is just like, I just want to be left checked alone. out. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, I just I don't want to be involved with anything. I just kind of want to be by myself. <laughs> There's a scene where like he just puts on his phone. So I was like, okay, you're fine. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Going back to my guitar. <laughs> like he has no connection with right. his children. He has nothing in common with his kids. And the, the little boy is like not even like you can clearly know that she's the favorite. Right. Everything's on her. Like you have to be the perfect one. Exactly. It's like you're just stay like, out you're of the way. You're just there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're just there. Like it, It's sad to see, but yeah. You could tell who was the accident child, <laughs> but it's uh, it is sad to say. But at the same time, like this, this is very interesting because we always think about these influencers and, and family bloggers and things like that. Like what happens behind closed door? Oh, like, 100%. Are you a real family or is this just for show? 
Yeah. You know, and we've gotten huge allegations from a ton of different of these family bloggers and things like that. Um, I forgot what I, I watched, forgot. but I watched a video of like the top five, like worst family bloggers. Oh, um, yeah. And it was There's some bad ones. It's some rough ones, man. Like one person, I guess, uh, like took a huge loan out on this house, but it turns out that they were actually renting the house or something like that. And mm. he had to go for bankruptcy and all this whole other stuff, but he kept lying to his followers. And it was, it was intense. But, um, I mean, there's obviously way worse ones where people have tortured their kids. Yeah. And we had to have like child services come into play and yeah. divorces and like everything. Right. Like that. One I remember there was is, a one influencer is, family that they really like, they took their kids away. Yeah. That's crazy. And, and it's wild to think that, like, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you putting your whole life online right. like this? What right. What is the the point? And, you know, as, I want to know who the first family blogger was because, you <laughs> they know. started this nightmare. And honestly, I think I think it really comes from, like, TV shows, not necessarily YouTube, but I think TV shows like Honey Boo Boo and all this other okay, stuff. Yeah, like, fair. I feel yeah. like that's where it really begins, you know, um, and Wife Swap and all this whole other stuff. I think that's where it really started. It's funny. I just wanted to Google search family vloggers. Yeah. The first thing that pops up in the suggestions, like I just put family and I started putting the V uh-huh. and it said family vloggers arrested. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's already a thing. Damn. Well, um, there was one recently that came out where like her son escaped and like uh, went to the neighbor's house and told them that like you know th- th- we've been getting tortured and all this other stuff. And the fucking neighbor's phone call to the police was so heartbreaking because he put two and two together once he started telling them like this kid came out of nowhere. He has like markings on his wrist and on his ankles and things like that, and like he seems pretty malnourished. And then he realized this kid's been tortured, and like he just start he just breaks down. He just starts crying on the line with the cops, and he was just like, "You need to send someone right now." Mm. So it's it's wild, absolutely wild. So I'm reading right here. It sounds like the first family vloggers were in 2003, uh, named the Shaytards, and I feel like I remember that name the too. Shaytards, uh, Shaytards, the Shaytards, S H A Y T A R D S. Shay um, uh, Carl, which actually I I'm looking at his face right now. I definitely recognize this dude. Really? Yeah, I've never heard of these guys. Um, yeah i I don't think I know who these folks are, but hey, <laughs> are they still doing it? <laughs> uh, oh, they are. Yeah, they, they, are, they still, still are. Damn! Wow, going yeah. strong. Go ahead, Shay Tards. <laughs> you do you. You do you. <laughs> and I remember I used to watch uh, Roman Atwood vlogs and stuff like that too. And yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah, because yeah. These, some of these families do daily. I know. And they have to like show like they're like having fun every single day. Yeah. So like, that's like, why I really want to know what happens what was after. His name? Rowan, what? Roman Atwood? Roman Atwood. Yeah. Like he used to do some crazy shit for his kids. 
Yeah. Like he oh, would skate like skate parks. Yeah. Like ball pits in shit. the room. Like, but that's like every single day. It's like, right. it's crazy. It's just like, fuck dude. Do you guys just have a moment to just be a family? And then there was just now groups of vloggers together. Like the David Dobricks. So right, 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 right. There was a whole bunch of stuff. I feel like that's what it tr- truly transitioned into. Right. Which was, <clears throat> which could be a horror movie in itself. Oh, hundred like, percent. When every single one this, ended up bad. Like, I know. David Dobrik was bad. Um, yeah. Logan Paul yeah. went to the Japanese forest and like, oh my God, there's so many idiot. dumb people. It's like, yeah, yeah. What an absolute idiot. But like, you know, it, it, it had me thinking about it because I, I started writing down beats um, for a different film based <laughs> off of this because I was like, yo, fi- like if you really think about it, flam- family vloggers, that could be a fucked up horror movie. Of course. Like, that could yeah. be a really intense horror movie. And, you know, there was there was one movie that wasn't a family vlogger movie, but it was called Mom and Dad. Um, not the one we watched. Mm. It's a different one um, from the UK, which is very like torturous towards the kids and things like that. It's a very hard watch. But um, yeah, I mean that like family vloggers, like it could be you can really make some some fucked up shit. Like yeah. really fucked up shit. So I started writing some beats. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like I was like, I'm a, I think I'm gonna write a family right, vlog right, movie yeah. too. Why not? Uh, but shit, man. Cut to the whole family. Tina's brother, uh, Mateus, I think it's how you pronounce his name, or uh, Mateus, I believe. I say Mateus. Mateus, yeah. yeah. Uh, included, their parents are kissing before they all look into the camera as the, their mother h- hopes that whoever is watching has just a lovely of a life as theirs. Okay, privilege. They say <laughs> goodbye to the camera, them all getting startled by something hitting the window. Tina goes to, uh, to check it out, noticing a bird feather on the window. She opens the window, the crow flying in. The mother puts the phone down, wanting to chase it out through the through the window. The crow is causing a havoc as it starts breaking a bunch of glass. Everyone except for Tina are trying to get the bird. It perches on the chandelier for a moment before flying off, causing it to break off and fall to the floor. How heavy is this bird? It stops <laughs> in the middle of the floor... Tina uh, slowly approaches the bird with a blanket. She tosses it on top of the crow, putting picking up the blanket, wondering if she should take it outside. Her mother instructs her to bring it to her, holding out her arms to accept it. She snaps its neck as Mateus calls out to see. It startles Tina. She hands it back to her daughter, wanting her to take it to, to the organic waste. What? Okay. Dark already. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's like she puts her arms out like it's a loving mother. Yeah. And she's smiling and laughing. And then she creates violence. Yeah. Immediately. And that's what she witnesses and kind of brings out later on. Right. It's nurturing and then chaos. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it goes to show that like, okay, something's off. Yeah. Right. Like something's off. They're not this pristine, perfect family that they're trying to lead to be, which is interesting because she feels like they are. Yeah. Right. She she tries to do all of these things correctly in her mother's eyes. And I would use correctly in quotes because uh, she's trying to do this all for her mom. Yeah. She puts in her full trust into her mom. Exactly. It's like, whatever. It's like, you want me to keep quiet? I'll keep quiet. You right. want me to do this? I'll do this. She's trying Everything. to be the perfect daughter 24 right. 7. doesn't want to disappoint. Even when the cameras are off. Yeah. So, yeah, but like you could tell, like Matthias, he's he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. what the fuck? like he's just like, hey, your what you bury over here? Around. I'm about to dig that shit up. <laughs> so that's gonna I'm gonna keep it in my closet, and then when there's the time, I'm putting it down on the table. There you go. <laughs> there you go. 
Tina takes the crow out, putting it on top of the maggot rotted food. Ew. She stares <laughs> at it for a moment before her attention breaks from a dog barking. She quickly shuts the lid and leaves, not noticing that it hasn't entirely closed. We zoom in as the bird twitches title card. Tina goes over to, uh, to the trellis, spotting a girl playing with her dog. She notices Tina staring at her. She greets her and introduces herself as Rita. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I went through a whole bunch of different YouTube videos of how to pronounce their names, Finnish names, yeah. just Finnish names in general. And uh, they roll their R's and their E's are pronounced um, like to the T. So like if it's double E's, it's E. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, okay, so Rita is how you pronounce her name. Yeah. Rita. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Hopefully I'm saying it right. <laughs> Rita shares that the, uh, they just moved in, finding that to be obvious. She approaches Tina and her dog. Tina asks if she could pet it. Rita allows her allows her and moves the dog closer to the fence. Tina t- sticks her hand out just so the dog can bite her. Rita promptly apologizes, claiming that she's never bit anyone before, wondering if she hurt if she's hurt. Tina shakes her head, suggesting that it was her own fault. Mother is singing a lullaby as Matthias is lying down for bed, um, and. She doesn't have a name. It's just mother. Yeah. And same thing with her dad. It's just father. (laughs) So that was it. Uh, The little shit demands for her to sing louder and louder. Yeah. Dude. That caught me off guard too. I was like, whoa. Like, he's like, louder. And he's always the one that's trying to yell for attention. Exactly. So it makes sense. And then finally, like, and she's super monotone. She doesn't even get louder ever. No. She's just like, she repeats it, monotone, super monotone, super monotone. She feels obligated to be singing to this child rather than actually wanting to sing to this child. Right. And if you even go back. Right. And when you go back, like, you could, she's not looking at him. Right. Um, She's like, you know, she's staring out. Right. She's not really looking in his direction. She's just staring outward, staring blankly. Tina overhears and comes to stand by before joining in on her mother's song. She sits next to her mother, then both resting their heads on each other as they continue singing. Ali's child, a little baby bird, no father, no mother, no one to take care of you, no father, no mother. A fucking dark song. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Love it. Her mother stops singing and gets up, leaving out of the room for Tina to continue uh, without her. After Mateus has fallen asleep, she goes into her mother's room, letting her letting her know. She taps her on the shoulder for Tina to join her and uh, join her on the bed as she combs through the footage for her influencer gig. And this is interesting. We get a sense that okay, the mom has her own room. Yeah, she sleeps by herself. She doesn't sleep with the husband. No, it's just everything is a fake scenario. Right. Their relationship with each other is all fake. Everything's fake. Uh, she really doesn't care about the husband. The husband. He just wants peace and easiness. It's like, right. and he'll we'll talk about it later. But he's like, oh, I always respected her knowing exactly what she wants because it's easier on me to like. Right. I don't have to put any effort anywhere. I just have I to have show to face when the camera's on. That's and it. And I do my thing afterwards. That's it. Yeah, he's as we, much of a bachelor as she's a bachelorette. Yeah. Dina con, uh, con questions if the if it is the new intro video. It is, but it isn't quite <laughs> finished yet. She allows her daughter to see it, hitting play for, quote, lovely everyday life, 
End quote. Okay. <laughs> in the video, she's introducing her family, pausing the video on Tina stretching. She smiles as her mother talks about her how proud she is of her. It quickly fades when she realizes that her feet weren't properly pointed. Her mother assures her that she can crop that foot uh, foot out of the shot. Tina acknowledges as her mother kisses her. She shares that a new family moved next door. Her mother finds that to be in, be nice, wondering if she's met them yet. Tina shares that she's met Rita and she invited her over tomorrow, adding that she has a cute dog. Her mother reminds her uh, that she said she was going to focus on the competition, questioning if her plans have changed. Tina claims that they haven't and she will continue to focus on it. Cut to Tina in bed looking out of the window, hearing the sound of a loud guttural caw. This was fucking intense. That's another thing I wanted to point out when we were talking about like thoughts. Ah, the, the sound, sound design. design. Oh I did not like any of it. God, the, it was the noises yucky. it made. Oh, it was. Gross. It made my skin crawl. A lot of movies don't get to me. Obviously, we fucking watch a lot of horror films. We do. This one got to me. Yeah, I just do. didn't like the visuals or the sounds. I'm like, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> so I was like, I have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the sounds, but they're effective. They're great. They're doing their job. Yes, like I the, hate it. They're t- doing too good of a job. The scene that gets me is the scene that's about to happen soon. Okay. This scene fucking was like, okay, <laughs> oh God, okay. Like goosebumps on it's my back not right for the faint of heart, this next yeah. scene for sure. She gets out of bed as the sound becomes more and more intense. She checks the trash can outside, the crow no longer lying on top of the trash. She decides to follow the noise into the woods. Oh. The screaming cawing becomes louder and more frantic. She eventually finds the bird lying on the ground, continuing to caw in pain. She shushes it, whispering that she'll help it. When she tries to pick it up, the bird squirms in pain, which causes her to let it go. She decides to grab a rock and hit the bird with it. It begins to screech in pain, not dying right away. What causes her to to then beat it until it's completely obliterated. As she catches her breath, she spots an egg in a nest. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, it was intense. This was a lot. When she hit it the first time and you hear it still alive, that's haunting for sure. And it's like worse. And like, and it it doesn't. It, it takes a weird, while. Like, yeah, it was like a deadly <laughs> screech crowd. Like I'm almost dead. Like ah. right. Like, it, oh, it's like I don't want to hear it. Yeah, I'm it's, glad I didn't wear headphones a, while watching this movie. <laughs> I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a hard scene for sure. She decides to take it home, placing it on her bed, and putting it uh, putting her large stuffed animal over it. Uh, next day, Tina is practicing her gymnastics. She chalks her hands before approaching the bar. Her coach demands her to uh, go go already. She does her routine, falling on the mat toward the end. Her coach calls out that being good, kneeling in front of her that she didn't do the flip at the end. Uh, yeah, no shit. Knowing, <laughs> knowing that she's hesitating and that she needs to trust herself, Tina apologizes. Her coach lets her know that she doesn't want she doesn't have to apologize, but she can't allow her to compete if she can't do it. Tina wants to give it another shot. Coach won't allow it. Wanting her to take it easy now. Tina nods her head before frowning. Practice is over. All her teammates are giggling before asking Tina if she's going to come with them. She explains that she has to go for a run. One of the girls tells her not to go before uh, they are pulled by another. Them arguing why she even invited her, knowing that she wouldn't have come anyway. Tina frowns before calling out uh, for one of the, uh, calling out to them to have fun. Cuts her jogging back home. She makes it back home, seeing her mom with a handyman named Tedo, who's fixing her 
her chandelier. Not the only thing he's fixing him, all right? <laughs> she starts seductively rubbing on his on this man's leg as he's on the ladder. He comes down with a smile and starts kissing her before grabbing her ass. He notices Dina standing there, which causes him to clear his throat for his for her mother's attention. She turns around, ignoring what just happened, greeting her mother, greeting her daughter, and introducing him. They quickly greet each other as he walks past her um, out of the front door. Her cheerfully, her mother cheerfully instructs her to change her clothes. This was a uh, a lot spicy. Yeah, so interesting. That's not her husband. Wait a second, that's not Hold my on. father. Who's this hoodlum? Uh, yeah. So Teddo's cleaning the pipes, and uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, and this is interesting. So we get this this kind of aspect of the mother really trying to just like shine it on, but she's like, I know you saw it, so we'll right. talk about it, but we'll talk about it in a different manner. Right. She's really good at controlling the situation. Yes. And letting people see what they want to see and hear what they yes. want to hear, and she's really great at it. But what she wants in return is for them to do their part. Right. And this is interesting, but... I, it's, it's she on the pursuit of happiness, and as no matter up what as it sounds, I, you know, I can't blame Teto at all. Like I can't blame him, and the only reason why I can't blame him is because this dude, although he knows what's kind of going on, yeah, I feel like they had an arrangement. I think this was purely arranged. I think the father knew the whole time. Oh yeah, he yeah, like he was a cop. He doesn't care, and he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. I want to make architecture and play my guitar. Well, they even like bring it up later too. It's like, oh, we're gonna stay at this person's house. He already knew. It's like, oh yeah, he's a great man. I mean, person, right? And then he he already knew about who this person is, what they're doing, and everything like that. It's like, and that's where he gives that line. It's like, oh yeah, I always respect your mother for always knowing what she wants, whatever. Yeah, like I just want my paycheck. Right. I'm just here to be like on camera and then play my little guitar. Nice ass house. Yep. Obviously, she's the breadwinner. Yeah. Like, she's the one who's doing all of the vlogging and things like that and getting everyone together. So she's the breadwinner here. So, like, for for him, he's just like, well, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm yeah. chilling. I'm skating by. I'm like, gonna, I, well, I, what I got to do? Watch a couple kids every so often? The main antagonist is the mom. Oh, saying. for sure. Sadly. For sure. Absolutely. She has a crazy-ass fucking scene in the car, though, later. Oh, my God, yeah, yeah. God damn, Wild. some fantastic acting on her part. <laughs> God damn. Shout out to the kid, though. She's oh amazing. God. She's a she fantastic. I, <laughs> me being overprotective, I'm like, I hope she's okay after making this movie because she, yeah. was, she had to do she a lot of really messed up things shit. and be in a lot of different types of makeup and situations. I'm like, damn, you put her through the ringer in this yeah, film. Yeah, she had to go through some shit for yeah, sure. Yeah. Definitely had to go through some shit. Dina is sitting on the bed when her mother comes into the room to ask about her about practice. She fakes a smile, claiming that it was good. Her mother sits beside her in, uh, uh, with a new leotard as a gift. Tina claims that she loves it as her mother hands it over to her. She continues to frown, her mother understanding that she saw her in Teto. Uh, Tina nods her head. Her mother uh, explains that uh, sometimes adults have quote-unquote special friends. She wonders about her dad. Her mother writes him off as just being dad, chuckling um, that she knows what he's like. And that's that's what I mean by like, he's just there for a check. Right. You know um, how your dad is. Like, he doesn't just care. Dad. Yeah. That's his that's his role. His role is to be dad in and our I love videos. That uh, that's dad it. is dad. Dad is dad. That's his role. He's dad. 
and that's it. He's not my husband. He's dad. Yeah. So that's it. Go from there. Dina giggles in, in agreement. Her mother fixes her hair, wanting to keep this between the two of them, letting her know that she'll be going away for a couple of days. She gets up to walk out of the room, shushing her daughter to remind her that this is between the two of them. Dina picks up the egg, holding it, uh, holding it in her hand before moving it to her ear to listen to the beating heart in, that's inside. Quick cut to the dad cracking the egg and uh, cracking an egg, not that egg, uh, cracking an egg uh, in a bowl while Tina uh, films a breakfast spread. That would have actually been so funny in a totally different movie. You'd be like, hey, I found this egg under your bed. I just thought we should have a breakfast. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but yeah, definitely would have been a different movie for sure. Mother walks into the room calling out on how good it smells in there, adding that it uh, it looks beautiful. Um, she kisses her daughter before Matthias um, excitedly runs over to her that he made her waffles. Their, their mother laughs, wanting him to stop hugging her now, yeah, like, telling him yeah. that that's enough while trying to pry him off. When they detach, she chuckles that now that uh, they have both ruined their clothes. And she's like very happy-go-lucky, trying to really keep this persona up, right? Right. But, okay. She goes to her husband, giving him a kiss. He wonders how her quote-unquote business trip was. She claims that it was lovely while uh, looking back at Tina smiling. Later that day, Tina goes to her father's office where he's practicing the guitar with his headphones on. He notices her unintentionally greeting her. He chuckles as he takes off his headphones, asking her what's up. She timidly claims that nothing. It's awkward for a moment before he questions if her mother told her about her trip. She did, explaining that it was a good blog seminar. Great. Mm. That's all we got. He answers that being nice before showing off his new guitar that he just bought. She calls it nice, and then and, and there's another moment of, of awkward silence again. He puts back on his headphones to continue pay, playing. Shortly after that, he's like, "Okay, well, guess we're uh, guess we're done here." Yep. Yeah, they're just like strangers trying to make small talk. Right. But here's one thing I also want to point out as well. This is his room. Yes, he sleeps here. Because uh, if you go, that's his bed. That's his bed. Yeah. He's sitting on his bed. This is the fucking saddest movie in the world. <laughs> ah, he's loving it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's enjoying it. Like, he got his records. He got three guitars. Like, hey, look, I bought a new guitar, you know? <laughs> he's chilling, man. He's like, he got his headphones he on. Seems attached like a to kid. Yeah. Himself is like, I'm the teenager, basically. Pretty much. He gets to be a kid still and just like hang out. He's like, well, I got to put on some doofus clothes and that's it. Chill here yeah. and just like smile every so often oh, in the camera. Rose, look at the camera. Oh, okay. What's up? There we go. That's it. Boom. Five million dollars. Yeah. Back inside Dina's room, she goes to check on her egg, which is much larger now. The heart's still beating. She decides to cut a hole um, in her teddy bear and place the egg inside there instead. She mm. she's back at practice working on her flip on the of the bars. Real quick here. Yes. As the egg gets bigger, it's the more stuff that's consuming inside of her that she's keeping in. And also now she's kind of killing some of her innocence by destroying her own teddy bear. Mm, good point out. Good yes. point. Good point. Symbolism. Symbolism indeed. <laughs> Symbolism indeed. Yeah, I like that. This t- uh, this time her mother is watching behind the coach. She flips off, not able to stick the landing. Coach calls out that being good. Her mother excitedly cheers her on. Coach calls out that she's getting there and that there's still one spot open in the competition. Rita appears behind Tina as the coach asks for her name. <clears throat> Rita excitedly shares her name, which causes Tina to excitedly greet her back. Rita uh, <laughs> chuckles that she can't believe it can't believe it before Coach tells her to uh, begin her routine. She gets on the bar, absolutely demolishing this routine, sticking the landing. She's the shit, right? <laughs> Fucking Simone Biles, 
Like, like she's killing it. Look at this. Yeah. Like the way she flips it. Look how Kenya is just standing there like, oh shit. Like, and then her mom. Her mom's just like, what the fuck? This is crazy. It's so funny though that you could totally tell that that's like a stunt double. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can totally tell. The quick tell edit of her like double. landing perfectly is like, yep. Oh, fucking perfect. It's awesome. Coach calls out of that being perfect, which causes Tina's mother to fake a smile. Tina's still uh, noticing the disappointment. Everyone has left. Tina's mother continues forcing her to do the routine over and over. Jesus Christ. Each time she falls and is, uh, isn't able to stick the landing, she looks down at her hands um, as they're starting to blister. Her mom doesn't empathize as she claps her hand to do it one more time. Coach starts shutting off the lights. They look over at her. She mentions that she should lock up. The mother suggesting that they'll take care of it, turning back to Tina. Coach tells Tina not to overdo it. She claims that she's okay as, as Coach starts turning off the rest of the lights. Her mother forces her to do it one more time. This time, Tina is able to stick the landing. Her mother comes up, uh, comes up to her with slight pride, instructing her to tuck in her pelvis, straighten her back, double-checking to make sure her arms are symmetrical and her back straight. As she continues correcting Tina's stance, she thinks that the competition will be uh, will be live. Later that night, Tina is back inside of her room underneath her covers. She's looking at, at the egg as she shines a flashlight on it, placing her hand on it as it immediately starts to beat and becomes slightly translucent with heat. She shushes it, or she shushes it, Letting it, uh, letting it know that everything will be okay and she'll take care of it. Meanwhile, photos of her mother's heyday as professional figure skater is displayed all around, all around her room. She looks at herself in the mirror, scowling at a scar that uh, that's on her leg, and this is kind of gives us a sense that okay, so she a backstory. She was a bit of a prodigy herself, right. but she, she got cut while being on the ice, or got hurt, I should say, while uh, skating on the ice, which caused her to have to stop her career. And live through vicariously through her daughter and right. project force her. her daughter to have this kind of. You need to career. fulfill my fantasy and dreams, right? Yeah. Which is fucked because, yeah. like, I feel like there's a lot trauma. of parents that definitely do that. Still. Yeah, especially really influencers, something. probably. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But like you know, it's it's interesting because you have the the parents who are like, oh, I wasn't wasn't a singer, so they put their kids in. A huge amount of different singing classes yeah. and things like that. When in reality, the kid might not want to fucking do this. This line, when they're looking at the video, which we'll talk about, when she says, We really had an authentic moment here. Oh, that's yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. It's fucked. That's so sad. It's like, oh, look at this video playback of us pretending to be a family. This was a very authentic moment. What's bullshit? The fuck? It's uh, bullshit. That's so. And they're so happy seeing it. Yeah. They're so blinded by it. Yep. Tina and her are looking at the video that they created in, in Mother's Bed. She comments about them having an authentic moment there <sighs> and that the people love that. <sighs> and people love that. Ah, It's heartbreaking just because be real. Like, you, you have this sense of, once again, what really happens behind the cameras. Like, right. this is all a front. What, what's really going on here? And it's, it's, a, it's a reason why I actually don't post pictures of my daughter online anymore. Right. Um, one, people are kind of gross. Uh, two, <laughs> it's just the fact that, you know, but th- what's happening between me and my family is between me and my family. Right. You know, like I, that to me, that doesn't need to be shared. I take a shit ton of pictures of my daughter. I have over two to 3,000 photos of my daughter. Sure, of course. Um, yeah. But those are for me and other family members, you know, and my wife and I, we reminisce and we, you know, all that stuff that we do, it's for us. 
it has nothing to do with anybody else. So it always makes me think like when these kids are doing this, like the only family I could think of off the top of my head, because I didn't really watch these people is I think they were called the B family or something like that. But okay. yeah, yeah. they're the ones who would do all those parody like videos and things like that. Um, and I remember them because they started on Vine. And that's when I remember yeah. them. But like they were the ones who you remember that song, First Things First, Let Me Hop Out the Porsche. Like they they would parody that song uh, because oh, yeah. it, it would say like First Things First, Let Me Hop Out the Motherfucking Porsche. And they would parody it because they were children. It would say First Things First, Let Me Hop Out My Mother Father's Van. Um, mm. Interesting. Or like, you know, the, the other one where it's like, uh, Surprise, Motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah. They would say, Surprise, Motherfather. Uh, and that was their so thing. Dumb. That was that, like there was this thing where they would parody other things, and I would see them on Vine all the time. And I mean, obviously now they're older. Um, I, I still think they're still kids. I think they're like teenagers, maybe like sixteen or something now. But like, uh, you know, I think about them. Like, what? Sure. What happened? Like behind closed doors? You know, like how are they actually? And they're probably great. I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Like they they seem very supportive if of their children. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah, be family. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hit us up. <laughs> but you know, they seem super supportive. Like I know, I think the daughter is like maybe a singer now, and they seem super supportive of her. So I don't know. Who knows? But whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Save the children. Save the children. Tina smiles as she continues hugging her mom from the back. Her mother taps her arm, closing the computer, wanting to confess something to her. She pats the bed for Tina to lie next to her, revealing that she's in love. (laughs) Tina laughs and her mother uh, joins joins in before continuing, feeling like she's um, only given... Or, excuse me. Feeling like that she's only given uh, to people for many years thinking that uh, that's what women needed to do. Finally, she brings up that Teto is the best thing that's ever happened to her. What the fuck? Why would you say this to your daughter? I know this is very heavy to lay on your daughter as well. It's like, like you're putting too much trauma on her by just yeah. doing all of this. Like, wow, I thought you were talking about being in love with my father, your husband. Yeah. No, you're talking about some other dude. And Dude, you can her see her face. facial reaction go from happy to like, oh, this is so sad. Yeah, and she has to be okay with it, right? Because she wants to be this. There is, this is mom. this. She wants to be this perfect child for her mom, and, and she's normalizing this in this non-normal situation. Right. And she's she's yeah. pretty much making compartments, right? Like she's right. she's uh, compartmentalizing. And that's a where lot this new identity begins to grow and grow and start to reborn and hatch what she becomes, essentially, which is her authentic self. Yeah. And, you know, the mother is so blind to her daughter's facial reactions as well. Like she's, you know, she's not trying to comfort her at all. She's just like, don't you understand? The more I think about this movie, the more I think of like right now, she's still in that shell. Yeah. And slowly it's getting bigger and bigger until it cracks. She comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And even then she still she's has to breaking her character essentially. <laughs> Tina loses her smile as she continues to listen to her mother's selfish confession. This is the first time in her mother's life that she feels that she can really love someone, wanting to see where this takes her. (laughs) Tina is fighting back tears. Her mother wonders if she understands. She tells her mother um, what she wants to hear. 
And that is, of course, claiming that she does. Mother, uh, uh, mother fixes her hair, sharing that she'll be away next weekend, too. Cut to Dina crying on top of her insanely large um, beating egg at this point. Tears dropping on the shell, becoming soaked in. The egg starts to hatch, causing Tina to move back in fear. It bursts out of the slimy layer, which has her fall off the bed. She crawls into, a, she crawls into her closet, continuing to watch the bird-like creature hatch on top of her bed bed it begins to screech which has tina move back into her closet to hide we hear it drop down from the bed and approach the closet she looks through the crack of the door the humanoid bird appears in front of her causing her to jump back her father calls out to her asking if everything's okay the creature jumps out of the window which has her dad go into her room she promptly covers her bed excuse me she properly covers her bed from the shells of carnage. He glances at the window, wanting to know what happened. She blames it on the bird coming into her room. The opposite direction? Yeah. Like, <laughs> her father don't know anything about, like... <laughs> He's a terrible architect. A lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, the glass fell outside, right? Not inside. <laughs> The more ne- the next morning, her father, uh, her and her father are cleaning up shards of the glass outside the house. He calls out that he thinks it's a, it's wounded as he sees blood on the ground. He questions uh, what kind of bird was it. She doesn't know, but it was a really big one. He looks back back up at the window before looking back at her. Cut to Tina's asleep in bed. She wakes up when she hears a scratching noise outside her car, cardboard-covered window. She cautiously approaches it as she, the scraping continues. She moves the flap down, the creature startling her and causing her to fall, fall to the ground, dropping her lamp. The creature approaches her as she moves back in fear. It hisses at her before they stare at each other. Um for a moment it coos and whimpers as it looks down at the glass um, that's punctured through its arms she yanks it out closing her eyes when it screeches in pain she peeks through her eyes or her hands excuse me uh the creature um copying her tina notices that it isn't hostile toward her as it extends its hand out for her she rubs its head it allowing her to do so. Her hand has the has a strange uh, secretion on it. She's disgusted as she sniffs it. Okay, let's talk about this gross ass creature. Yeah, I don't like it. This looks awesome. Uh, the, that's a word for it. You know the effects that they did for this is crazy. Yeah, um, I'm assuming it's both animatronic and CG. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what it's it seems definitely, like. There's definitely something there. But, right. of course, probably the eyes are probably CG, I'm guessing. Maybe. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. Uh, there's so much going on. There's a lot and I don't like any of it. It's real gross. <laughs> I know you love this. But, oh, I love this. It's real gross. Uh, it's just the, it's the oozy, gooey, For me, it's wet, the fucking teeth. Hair, the teeth, the eyes, the, the nostrils that's like... With the holes that you can still see, yeah, and like, it, because and there's it no skin moves, and it moves. In and out I, I don't like it. I oh, hate it. I love but it. it. <laughs> it's it's exactly what it's supposed to look like, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it's gross, and you know, it's interesting because like baby birds are fucking gross. Like right. baby birds look gross. I don't care what anyone says; they're not cute. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why, but there's like stuff on the internet I've seen too, and they put like birds with teeth, and it just doesn't look so <laughs> awful. I hate it. And I hate that I've seen it before too, but it's like it's just so disturbing, and I don't like it. The first time I seen that, I think it was Rugrats. 
And I want, I sure, always yeah. thought it was like, like, does that really happen? No, but uh, but it was when the but goose, there's so much imagery of it. I'm like, why, why do people do this? Have you seen the fish that has real I teeth? I don't like, want to. Teeth? Oh, you should. <laughs> Sharks have teeth. Well, uh, yeah. they have like sharp teeth, I know, right? But, but like, like, like human I don't want teeth. to like. Yeah, no, no, thank you. You should look it up. Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> it looks fake, yeah. but yeah, I mean. This thing looks incredible. It's very weird. It's like, well, I'm just saying like, well done. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Because like one thing I want to point out is that it has one arm that is like the size of a human's arm, like the size of her arm. And the other arm is like the size of like a baby's arm, like a like an actual, like almost like a baby bird's arm, I guess. And it's, oh. it's so fucking unsettling yeah like that, that that's a great like, word for it it's unsettling that looks like a fucking my hero academia character like jesus christ i know you're not like i know you don't really watch anime so you probably aren't too sure what i'm talking about right now but um i i forgot his name but it's a bird character um who is a very interesting character i think his name is tokoyami maybe I think that's his name. Uh, but I feel like if... Yeah, Tokoyami is his name. Uh, but I feel oh like God. if Tokoyami were to be made into a live-action character, this is probably what he would look like. But just look up Tokoyami. It's T-O-K-O-Y-A-M-I, My Hero Academia. Oh, interesting. And I feel like this is exactly what he would See, look like. If it looks like this, I don't mind it. If this person started losing all their feathers and skin and gooeyness, <laughs> then yeah, it becomes this. Yeah. He's actually really cool in the show too. Like he has like a he shadow. Seems cool. Yeah. Uh, but the show's actually uh, well. I feel like it's kind of played out right now. But like it was a pretty good show, um, from what I remember. But yeah, it's pretty much all these kids have superpowers, and it's normal like everyone to have superpowers, and it's actually abnormal if you don't have superpowers. So you're considered a <laughs> you weirdo. No powers, if you weirdo. Don't. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much like Sky High. Remember that movie? Yeah. 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 yeah pretty much just like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like you were considered weird if you it's didn't. Like Harry have Potter, that. you muggles. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Although I guess that wasn't really weird. That's it was just up. like, yeah. 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 Fucked up. Yeah. 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 Wait, what did they call Hermione? Uh, Mudblood. Mudblood. Yeah. Little half breeds. Oh. That's fucked up. Or no, her parents were both muggles and she was a wizard, right? Yeah. Is that what it was? And so Mudblood is like filthy blood. Right. It's like, Damn. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Man, too bad that Arthur fucking sucks. Yes. <laughs> That's when she decides to give the creature a <laughs> bath. In everyone's ear. Sorry for that sound. Hey, <laughs> man, ugh. she said she would gladly go to prison for transphobe, for all her transphobic views. Fucking go. Yeah. No, what's stopping you? I'm glad I you wish agree. I could put you in prison. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it is, uh, it's hesitant um, before allowing her to scrub its body. She smiles toward it as they start playing at the water inside the tub. There's a knock on the door from um, from Matthias asking uh, what she's doing in there. She, he tries to open the door, but she stops him by holding the door. Lock the door. He argues right? that he needs to pee. She demands him to go outside, but he's scared. This is interesting because, like, even if she was by herself right. in there, I need to pee. Okay. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, relax. Like, what the fuck? Hold it or go outside. I'm in the bathroom, and I was in the right. bathroom I first. I bet you she didn't spend that much more time in there. Why'd you have to pee to bed? Yeah, yeah. 
Go for it. Do what you need to do, bro. Yeah. She, she's a, she's able to successfully close the door and lock it. He hits the door and and, sh- and shouts for him to go away. While Dina is lying in bed, she's singing Alice's uh, child child lullaby to the bird creature underneath the bed, but until it falls asleep, she's trying her best to get some sleep, but she can't seem she can't seem to because of Rita's barking dog. The bird wakes up, feeling the discomfort that Tina's feeling. It uh, jumps out of the window, f- uh, following the sound of the dog. Tina is tossing and turning in bed as we can hear the dog whimpering as the creature is snapping. She walks, she wakes up uh, to it on top of her, hissing as it drops saliva and it's like bloody saliva on her face. I hate this. This was gross. I don't like it and it happens too often. It happens a lot. Yeah. It happens a lot. When she turns over, it's Rita's dog without a head. It like forces her to turn over, like it uses its beak and oh my God. This is sad. Yeah. And like... I love that her reaction wasn't to scream. It was just to throw up. <laughs> right. <laughs> this causes her to and throw I up on the side scene. of her I bed. I scene so much. Oh, yeah. This was gross. This was like egg yolk or something. I don't even know what they use, but... And it I was like, like oh, yolk. it's definitely going to start eating it. And then they showed it, and then it showed too much of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. It was the sound. Why did she throw up that much? She didn't throw up that much. And why are you showing me that much? <laughs> what the fuck are we watching? Like, what is this? What's, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> was this month cold? Yeah, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's like, look at that. It's like, it's all cute. Like, look, I'm it's eating like, your vomit. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like, don't look cute at me while you're eating my vomit. Oh my God. Yes. Let alone a dead dog right next to you while sleeping. Yeah. This is also this is gross, but yeah. So it it laps up the the vomit. This is also this also disgusts her. But the bird continue uh, continues accepting its feeding. It looks back up at her almost like in an ashamedly cute way. It's just like, like thanks, oh, mom. Did I do that? Oh, sorry. Was I not supposed to eat this? <laughs> next, little fingers next to each other. <laughs> like, oh, <Aww>. whoopsie. Ooh, 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 mother, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and then next morning, Tina goes to come full weeps at this point. Tina goes to bury the dog. She feels bad, but continues covering up before leaving. It's interesting because she actually looks like a mom here. Yeah, clean like up after your kid's mess. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like she's wearing a cardigan. Her hair's in the cardigan. Like she looks a lot older than what she's yeah. supposed to look. But yeah, not noticing her little brother watching her with his fucking weird ass mask. This almost reminds yeah, me of like what was with that mask. I don't know. This was- it gave spooky vibes. So I was for it, but I'm like, you mean no purpose with this, like, right? I don't know what the direction was, but yeah, that was creepy. You know, it kind of reminded me of strangers. Uh, no, it reminded me of Goodnight Mommy. Okay, yeah, fair you enough. You know, like their fair little enough. mask that they would wear in Goodnight Mommy. So, like, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, so, I I don't know if there's, like, you know, they just saw that and they're just like, that's cool, I think I'll use that. <laughs> but, hey. Cuts her line down with her creature, rubbing it, uh, rubbing it as it sleeps. This was interesting because I guess this was supposed to be nighttime when she was digging digging a hole and burying this dog. It totally yeah. looked like daytime. Yeah, daytime, 100%. It was totally daytime, but this is nighttime. This is a nighttime scene. Yeah, there, yeah. so it was like the next day buried and then nighttime again. Yeah, interesting. Skipping through the days, yeah. Uh, Mat- uh, Matthias is 
and his father burst into the room commenting about the smell. Madaya's um, calls her a shithead, but her, their dad wants uh, wants to hear what she has to say. She's watching them from underneath the bed, asking them what. He doesn't understand why she's under the bed, but ignores it, <laughs> wanting to know why she didn't allow Mateus to use the bathroom. I was, I was in the bathroom. Yeah, it's like, why are you under... Mateus chimes <laughs> in, calling her a shithead, causing the bird to wake up and start paying attention. Their father reminds him that they didn't they didn't come here to have a conflict turning back to her letting her know that matthias peed the bed okay uh trying to rush them rush them out she agrees to just change his, his sheets the bird is about to hiss but she covers its beak uh, matthias continues and snitching uh that she went outside last night their father questions if she did she claims that she didn't she didn't excuse me she claims that she didn't Wanting to wanting to know if they have anything else, he doesn't assume so. Noticing the blood spotting on her bed, he stammers over his words, thinking that she just had her period. She com- she's confused as the she's confused at this as she watches them leave out of her room. Dina is at the pet store looking to purchase bird food. Rita start Rita startles her when she pops up behind her, asking if she has a bird. Dina drops the uh, the food, making up that they might get one. Uh, Rita wonders why she didn't show up to practice. Tina claims th- um, that she forgot. The two girls behind Rita call out to, uh, call out that she's weird as they turn their attention to the birds inside the glass. She emphasizes that uh, with Tina asking if she would like to walk home together. The girls are walking home together and chit-chatting, both of them screaming and running when the sprinklers cuts on. They go up to a tree. Rita hands Tina um, over some posters of her dog, explaining that she ran away last night. Tina somberly says, oh, before switching <laughs> it to, oh no. Oh no. Back, back at home, oh. her mother is, has made it uh, back uh, from writing someone else. <laughs> I totally forgot it was her dog, and I was like, oh, <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Poor Rusa. But yeah, back at home, her mother you has made been, it back from writing someone else. <laughs> you know what would have been messed up if like the bird was just like, huh, 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 and then like throws up the dog's head. That would have been that would have been so messed up. That would have been. I'm like, damn, that's wild. But yeah. yeah, this movie's dark, but Not it didn't dark. go that dark. They didn't go that. Which far. is good. Yeah. Dina comes home uh, to her parents cuddling on the couch, and they're all types of canoodling. Mother kisses her husband on the cheek before giving Tina a present. Matthias is, is jealous questioning where his present is. They ignore him as Tina calls out um, that her gift is cute. He raises his voice asking where his present is again. Mother turns around letting him know that she didn't bring him anything. He angrily grabs the poster of, of Rusa before running off. Mother uh, continues doing Tina's hair um commenting on how how long it's gotten matthias uh comes back into the house with the headless dog dropping it on the table in front of everyone all of them are surprised he blurts out that it's the neighbor's dog and dina buried it the voices are starting to uh, become more muffled as they are trying to understand where he dug it up he claims that tina killed it tina looks at looks at uh, excuse me, Tina looks as if she's beginning to panic as they continue. Their mother doesn't believe it, thinking that the animal mauled her, mauled it, or thinking that another animal mauled it. You're not wrong. Matthias, yeah, sure. uh, Matthias repeats that she did it. Father demands him to stop lying. Mother demands him to go to his room. He stares at her. Disobeying her command, she raises her voice for him to go now. Before he leaves, he pushes Tina on the floor. This wakes up her bird. She holds her head on the ground as, as he walks down the hall, stop, um, stopping when he hears the bird on the other side of Tina's door. He stops. It crawls in front of the door. He takes a few steps back. 
this looked fucking scary. I love shit, dude. this scene. God, this damn. scene was cool. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, the, this the was a scary sequence. scene. This whole sequence was really well like executed. Yeah, absolutely. Even the way she like looks at the camera, it's fucking scary. It's scary. It's super. And that weird. little movement of like the shadow through the door was great. I was right. Like, like if you just saw that, why are you walking in? Mm-hmm. Why are you going in there? I don't know to die. Okay, go for it. Like, I, I feel like he just knows, like, like my sister's hiding something. I need to figure out what it is. Yeah, he's, like, scared as hell. And he's like, you know what? Let me get in there. Yeah. I think he, I think he's scared, but at the same time, I he don't... He wants to know. Yeah, like, I think he... It could be something else that he may be pondering. Like, does she have another dog or something, you know? So right, yeah, I think he's trying fair. to, like, try, like, trying to figure that out. But this is interesting because we have her staring, like, like what you said, like how she's staring at the camera... She doesn't have a look of like pain or concern. No, it's, it's like, like a, a look of like, yeah, like, like I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you, right? And you know, like she wants revenge. Manifesting, uh, basically, right. yeah. Which she goes in these states of where she becomes kind of catatonic um, yeah. when she's in first person view of the bird. Like she has this. This connection. is where she technically can't control her emotions right. and letting them slip, and then that creating a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Cuts him uh, putting on his makeshift mask, entering inside Tina's room. He looks, un- he looks around for a moment before hearing the creature underneath her bed. He moves the cover back and, um, so he can see what's underneath there. It slashes at his face, ripping his mask. Meanwhile, Tina starts having a seizure, her parents trying their best to assist her. Too occupied to see Matthias trying to shield his eyes with his destroyed mask, mother slaps Tina, which snaps her out of her seizure, supposedly? Well, <laughs> catching her breath she wonders what happened Matthias is still inside Tina, uh, inside Tina's room the bird come, moves back underneath the bed causing him to run out of the room calling for his mom Tina uh, runs into her excuse me uh, yeah Tina runs into her room yelling for the creature to never do that again her mother walks into the room confused as to who she's speaking with Tina claims that she's speaking to herself which causes her mom to check underneath her bed she's nervous watching her mom fish around underneath there mother finds uh, find something reaching for it but it's just a blanket she asks her daughter um, if she's okay Tina claims to be mother questions the smell she blames it on the do- on a dog mother um, goes up to the wardrobe opening up and screaming at the sight of the leotard that mm. she gifted to her daughter she wants to know what happened but Tina doesn't know she looks down noticing the saliva that's dripping on her shoes looking up at the creature hissing as it holds itself all- up on the ceiling of the wardrobe this is fucking crazy I don't like it oh my god <laughs> so crazy Creepy. It's like just hanging there and it's like, eh. yeah, the hiss it's like, is oh. the hiss is intense. It's so and, and the, the hiss is a lot. Yeah. It's the, the like, oh my god. Mother uh, wants to know who did this, thinking that it was uh, Mateus. Tina claims that it was an accident. Without a word, mother starts walking out. Tina uh, wants to know if she's mad at her as she promptly closes her wardrobe door. Her wardrobe's door. Mother angrily st- uh, states that she she thought the competition was as important to Tina as it was to her before shutting the door. I would have probably blamed on my little brother. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I was like, where was he? Running from my room? You know, he did it. Yeah. I mean... What's that smell? Probably him too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely him. Yeah. Definitely him. Later that night, Tina is doing sit-ups um, while <laughs> the bird is crying to be let out of the wardrobe and the cries are... Intense. Horrifying too. Yeah, they're intense. Just the visuals and audio that this creature creates is damn. kudos. 
Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I I hate it, but they're doing such a good job to make me hate it. So that's right. a I'm giving props to this movie. Yeah. It, it's doing what I, it's supposed to do. I hope people know I'm not hating on this movie. I just hate what it does to me. Yeah, you're not being a hater. That makes sense. Hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, no, this movie is so good that it made me feel this uncomfortable. Exactly. And that's what I hate about it. Yeah. I don't hate the movie itself. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going like, to haunt me like, tonight. itself as a movie, it's a good movie. Yeah. 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 Like, Definitely. it's a genuinely good movie. It just has these very weird undertone. Well, not undertones. Excuse me, overtones. Yeah. Um, to where it's right in our face, and you're just like, "What the fuck is this movie trying to tell me right now?" Yeah. Like what, a lot. What am I watching? Like yeah. genuinely, what the fuck what, am, I what am I watching? Yeah. So yeah, it's a great way to start the month. <laughs> exactly. I thought it would be start us off small. <laughs> Oh man, because our next, our next yeah. movie. I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> I, I saw the list. Yeah, yeah, cannot wait for you to see this movie. Oh my god, it's. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. Anyway, she calls out to it, repeating that she said no, but it continues to cry inside. She feels bad, finally opening the door, trying to offer the saddened creature some seeds, but it doesn't accept them. She then starts stuffing them in her mouth and forcing herself to throw them back up, offering the sludge to the creature as it laps it up. She rests her head on it before humming Ali's child. The creature uh, becomes more relaxed as she begins to pet it. She notices that the creature is starting to get blonde strands of hair. It coughs up the word Ale, and Tina becomes excited before um, by it, naming the creature Ale after introducing her own name. Ale rubs her her uh, clothing. She deciphers that it's being, um, it's saying that it's cold. As the sun is peeking through the cu- the cupboard slits, Tina is tossing and turning in the bed, breathing heavily. Um, it's once again, it's really confusing. Like when's day and when is night? Sometimes because like yeah. when she's in bed, it looks like it's daytime, and it's mainly because she has her light on still. Right. So yeah. While uh, while Ale is, is has begun transforming, losing its feathers, sneaking out of the room in first person, we are walking down the hall. Mateus calls out to Tina, thinking that it uh, it is her that's sitting in the hallway. He realizes that it isn't and books it back to his room, closing the door <laughs> behind him. Ale goes Smart inside move. Mother's room, hovering hovering its hand over her face. It caresses her scar before putting uh, bef- uh, before holding her hand. This what? this was weird. Yeah. What the fuck? But this goes back to what you're saying, right? Where, you know, she has these manifestations of this bird being this kind of manifestation of her true self. She right. loves her mom. Right. Absolutely loves her mom. And she knows that she's been through a lot, that she wants to hold her hand and be there for her. It's like, I know you were injured. I know you're trying to live through me or something like that. I'm here to make you proud, essentially. Well, I think I think it also goes to the fact of like her mom being asleep is like this is the realest you've ever been to me. That's fair. You know, like this is the most way to connect with her mom on a yeah, a deeper level. Right. It's like, I understand where you're coming from. I know who, where your past has been, and I'm here for you. Right. Yeah. You know, 
So this is and then slimy hands. Yeah, and I didn't like that. <laughs> Neither did she. Well, Tina is asleep. I, if I woke up, I'd be so like, nah. Yeah, nah I would nah. move. <laughs> I would move it with Teto. Uh, while while Tina is asleep, she's mimicking the motion as if she's the one c- controlling Ale. Mother wakes up, but nothing is over her. She feels the sticky substance on her hand and leg. Confused and disgusted, as she gets up from her bed, noticing that we haven't taken a message from our sponsor. And we're back. What she actually notices <laughs> is a shadow moving down the hall as her door is open. She looks down on the ground to see a black feather on the rug. Cuts her mother with a butcher knife in her hand as she moves cautiously through her house. She's startled by the reflection of Ali in the window. When she turns around, it is just her statue. She turns back around in, uh, to seek out the creature. Footsteps run toward her. She's startled, but it's just Matthias uh, coming, claiming that Tina is a monster. She pushes him off, telling him that uh, it it's just a nightmare, but he agrees, knowing knowing that it's real, or he disagrees. Excuse me, knowing <laughs> that it's real, and this is uh, this is interesting because like she's saying like, oh, it's a nightmare. When like, well, hold on, what did you just wake up to? Yeah, like, 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 you, you got you, slimy hands, a slimy leg, and you saw shadows. And you you your you first reaction was to grab a knife. So she loves her knives. She loves her knives. She Sometimes she got two. I'm like, well, what? well, I love to point this out too that she is. The breadwinner, and she is also the protection of the house. Yeah, right. Where like it, it, she's all the roles, right? She's the one in control always, and she wants to be right. Right, you know, she wants to be there. She tackles no the problems roles head on. Here. She yeah. is every single role. Yeah. I'm going to do it all, and she wants. She likes it that way, right? In the morning, father's uh, spraying pesticides on the plants. Rita greets him on the other side of the fence. He waves from um, from. Before patting down on the gr- uh, grave of her dead dog, Dina is inside the closet with, with Ale brushing its hair. She holds him up a mirror to show to show her once she's done. Ale looks away, ashamed of her uh, of its appearance. She moves Ale's head toward her, t- um, telling her that she's beautiful. Dina is at practice. Her coach and mother watching her as she performs backflips. Rita catches her. Um, she giggles while while thanking her. Coach calls out uh, for Tina to spot Rita next uh, next before, but she shares that she doesn't need one and she begins flipping perfectly the coach proudly calling it out mother stares at tina before uh, with pure disappointment and anger on her face during the break she approaches tina rita who's uh chatting mother questions if she found her dog rita frowns as she shakes her head mother plays along as she f- as if she feels her pain before congratulating her technique. She wonders if Rita would like to uh, be in the competition. Rita nods, exclaiming that she's, if she's uh, qualified, mother points out that Tina will need uh, to practice super hard if she would like to beat her. Looking over at her daughter, seeking acknowledgement, Tina reluctantly nods her head in agreement. Meanwhile, Ali is banging on the wardrobe door to be let out. There's a tie on the door, but she's able to break through by banging hard enough. The sound is muffled as Tina and her mother and her mom um, and Rita are walking out of the gym. Mother offers Rita a ride, but she's okay walking. <laughs> you know, I, at first I was like, damn, you walking by yourself in the dark, blah, blah, blah. I have to think too. That is a very American thing of me to think about. Right, right, yeah. Like you know, places like this are a lot safer um, to uh, be I able mean, to walk around. I mean, not in this scene. Well, not in this scene. But like, 
That's why she did it, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. all these kids like, are oh, walking can you be like, I like walking. And she just walks off. I'm like, damn, yeah. okay, you're gone. <laughs> you know, so, like, it's it's interesting, though, because, like, I, I and once again, me and my wife even have had discussions of us leaving the country and things like that as well. Right. Um, and we've, we've, we've looked into it. Like, we've looked yeah. into to Norway and, and we've looked into Finland and we, because I don't want to leave live in, like, the UK or anything quite like that. But we looked into it. Right. And, and literally re- reading stories and, and hearing things of people like feel so safe that they leave their kids like baby babies inside their baby carriage outside of a store so they can sleep. That is just normal there in places so like scary. like Finland and things like that. And like for me, being American, like I hold my daughter's hand when we're when we're out in public. I'm like making sure that she's staying close by to me and all this whole other stuff. And it's just like, dude, what the fuck? Like there was a story just the other day that I saw on TikTok of this girl who was with her family at In and Out, and they were robbed um, by at gunpoint when they were going back into their car, and they pointed the gun at her two kids mm. and said, "If you don't give me like everything you got." I'm going to shoot your children right here. Broad daylight. In the Bay Area. And it's just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? What is going on? It's a scary world. Right? Yeah. And it's it's crazy. So it's just like, it was interesting. It's sad, yeah. It's very sad. And it was interesting that, like, when I had that context and, like, in my mind. Right, other places in the world just, like, chill. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know. So, it's interesting. It's super sad, but... You know, it's unfortunately that's how it is here. That's how it is, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like that. That shouldn't be normal. That shouldn't be normal. But man, bro, the Bay Area is like fucking Gotham City, but no Batman right now. This shit is crazy. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. I'll take the cowl. The what? I'll put on the suit. You'll you'll do I'll it. Do it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Next episode, I won't be here because I'm shot dead. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's uh, breath is noticeably noticeable. I'm Batman. Always keeping it spoopy. Tina's <laughs> <laughs> breath is noticeable as she scowls over at her friend who's walking away Ooh. while they are driving home. Rita is walking alone on the dark stretch road. Tina gathers uh, a fr- or Tina's gather a first person glimpse of of Ale uh, walking up behind her. Rita st- uh, starts becoming uneasy as she hears the breathing from Ale. Tina calls out to her mom to turn back. Rita uh, Rita starts um, putting some pep in her step. <laughs> she's like, I, she's I like, all right, this. gotta go. I love the hue of yellow everywhere too. With yellow being like caution. Oh yeah, yeah. The the use of colors in this movie is fantastic. That's great. Absolutely fantastic. This is great. I hate it. This is awesome. I love it. I hate this scene. Yeah, you you hate it, and I love it. It's the flappy flaps of the skin. Oh my god. Oh, it's the skin flaps. When she looks back, she's no longer there, but she's still uneasy. I do love that though. When she like first looks back and like yeah, it's gone. She's gone. I thought that was great. Ali runs past her. Rita start um, starts to 
uh, starts a light jog before stopping and turning back around. Her shadow appears behind Rita, and when she's uh, when she turns around, Ali is missing the bottom half of her face. I hate she it. She starts to scream, which ca- which causes Tina to start screaming and convulsing in the car. Mother pulls over and tries to assist her daughter. She snaps out of it, telling her daughter that everything is okay and she understands, thinking that. It's just nerves. So she brings up her feeling nervous before skating competitions, um, knowing that they're stressful. What? Mom? Sure. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That's great. Look at that. That's beautiful. I hate it. Beautiful. It's so good. Look at that work. I know. It's so like good. Flap, and that's what I don't like. It's, it's the fantastic. skin flaps. It's the bloodiness. It's the teeth. It's I the nose. I want to know this what is terrifying. inspired this director. Because this almost even feels like Attack on Titan. Like, I genuinely feel like this director just watched animes. Maybe. And it was just like, yeah. this is what I'm going to make. It's, <laughs> it's gnarly. It's crazy. Like, this it did such a great insane. job. And that's why I don't like it. Yeah. So, again, I don't hate it. I love it because I hate it. Yeah. If this makes sense. And I, I love the black... Like, you still see the black feathered streaks in her hair right, still. Yeah. It's- like, the details are... Too good. Uncanny. Yeah. Uncanny. Like this is this is really It makes good. the movie very unsettling. It does. Yeah. It does. Especially for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is nightmare fuel for me. Yeah. There's not a lot of stuff that gets under my skin. This movie gets under my skin. Like I feel like tonight I'm not gonna like sleep well because of this movie. <laughs> just visually. It's not a scary movie. No. But it's just uh eh. Yeah, it's pretty gross. She shares the best remedy of the stress is just winning the competition. Okay, great, mom. I'll just (laughs) do that. Showing everyone that that you're the best. Tina reluctantly agrees by nodding her head. Her mother continues that she knows what she's going to win. And when she does, she won't have to worry anymore. Mother is about to start driving before she shares an idea for the both of them (laughs) to spend a weekend at Teddo's since home is stressful for her right now. Tina um, stares at her as if she's crazy. You're like, what the fuck? What makes you think I want to go there? Right. Oh, my God. Cut to Tina uh, running back into her room, wind blowing through the car- the cardboard cutouts on the window. She calls for Ale, uh, noticing that uh, her beak detached on the wardrobe floor. Dude. Yeah, that's too much. God damn. That, ugh. It's all wet and bloody and gooey. It looks like uh. snot is just all over it. It's gross. She picks it up, inspecting it and wondering what's uh, going on with her transformation. In the morning, Tina is eating breakfast, her mother handing her a, a open grapefruit. She notices that Tina has gotten skinnier, proud of her trimming off the quote-unquote last bits of baby fat. <sighs> so messed up. Right. That's how she ends up being bulimic towards the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, well, she already has been and she's been throwing up. Well, she did it at first for the, the bird. Right, and then but now she's forcing herself to throw up now already. But I by think she feeding does it to herself feed the bird, right? But that's symbol symbolic. Symbolic, she's right. really throwing up, right? Exactly, yeah. makes sense. Uh, wanting her to get ready to um, head out to Teddo's house uh, when she's done eating, she's saying all of this right in front of Tina's father, who's surprisingly chipper about the whole thing. Mother kisses him on the forehead before walking away. Tina's staring at him. Father speaks um, that her mother is strong-willed, always respecting her, knowing what she wants. He forces a smile, finding it, finding that it's easier being with someone like that. Tina, uh, Tina acknowledges. He concludes that Teddo is a good man, changing that um, that to a person. Interesting. Interesting. 
Like he almost seems reluctant, but it more so just feels like, like it I bothers him, but doesn't bother him enough to like stop his lifestyle. Right. And it almost even feels like he's like, like fuck it, it. What bothers him more is like having to explain it to his daughter. Yeah. I think that bothers him more. It's just like, it's like this is awkward trying to explain our situation, right. our like dynamic. Exactly. Of how this all works. It's like, I get, I'm your father and this is your mom. And yeah. but like, it's all good. I like being with someone like this. Yeah. He's like, this, this is my lifestyle. This is the life I yeah, chose. It's, it's the awkward conversation that gets him off like beat. Yeah. Tina and, and mother are headed up to Tadel's place. Uh, Tina not stoked about this at all while her mother hums. They pull up to his rickety looking house. Tina nervous, nervous, but by the presence. Mother, on the other hand, just strolls right on inside. She goes into the living room, her voice muffled as she explains the, the house to Tina. She stares at her mother, surprised by a bang coming from another room. It's Tadel it's coming out uh, with suspenders, a tank top, and a key around his neck. He tells her that... Uh, that uh, it is nice to meet her, reminding her that she's. Uh, they saw each other already, finding it nice that she came. Mother come, uh, goes up behind her with a smile. He compliments them both looking identical. Tina comments that mother has great style. He agrees as, as her mother is all giddy and shit. He welcomes her, wanting her to make herself at home. Her mother co uh, comments about the house being lovely, understanding that it is a bit of a fixer-upper. Mother goes up, uh, goes up to him and kisses him. He asks... Uh, Tina, if she would like to see her room, the conversation is interrupted by a baby crying behind them. She's confused. He tells her that they'll need to meet Helme first. Um, mother goes into the room first, pulling her out of the crib, crib as she softly speaks to her, complimenting the baby and about being so well behaved and beautiful. Tina is confused, looking around, wondering if the if the child came from her mother. She's <laughs> like, "Is that my?" What the fuck? What? It's like, when were you bringing How it? long have you been with this guy? Her mother quickly explains that Teto is a widower and his wife died in childbirth. And this baby is like damn near a new baby. Yeah. So bro moved on fast. Very fast. I also want to pinpoint that they both have like like house miniatures or sculptures. Yeah, yeah, this is like their dream house. That's yeah. how I saw it. Like, this is a fixer-upper. We are going to try to make it look like this. And they obviously started with this room because this room is the most put together. It's the most decorated. It's the most, like, well-kept. Well, it looks like their house. Yeah. Like, it looks just like the mother's house. So she's already putting her influence on pieces of it. Right. Um, And it already looks like... I actually really like this dude in this movie. Me too. He's the most. He was hella down to earth. Real one. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was just like, yeah. He saw her for like, wow, your mom's putting a lot of pressure on you. You right. want to be perfect. You want to do all these things. And he's like, just be a kid. Yeah. Like, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to like not land stuff. It's fine. Mm hmm. Later that night, Helme's cries can be heard throughout the house. Tina is sitting in her bed, knees curled up uh, close to her chest as she fearfully looks around the room. I mean, I can't blame her. It's like this wind blowing and shit. Um, her like a statue with a little <sighs> cover over I'm like, that's going to move later. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, her attention is turned to Ali scratching on the window, the bottom half of her face missing. She allows her inside the room to lie down with her. As they are lying next to each other, Ali is asleep while Tina is still awake. She rubs Ali's head while her mom is having the loudest sex in the world, whispering that everything is okay. In the morning, Teto is feeding Helme uh, while Tina, uh, Tina's mother is instructing how to pose for her hands for a photo. 
She's already trying to get like her fucking influencer shit mm-hmm. going. Um, it's so sad to see. It's like you can't even eat breakfast for real. And the way that she even ate the breakfast, like in the beginning, like it's like has to be so heart. proper and like nice and like yeah. And then she eventually just scarfs it down, yeah. right? Because he's like she hasn't had like a fucking meal. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so, he yeah. <clears throat> he questions he questions her having to photograph everything, adding that that he might not want to show his house to the whole world. Fair, fair. She rebuts that nobody will know um, that she took it took them there uh, took it there. Showing him that she cropped him out. He doesn't look impressed. Hemic uh, coos. She bends. She bends down, calling her a princess before putting a headband with flowers on her head. She co- uh, she continues contemplate complimenting the baby before her phone buzzes. I mean, the baby was cute as fuck. Yeah, yeah, cute ass baby. Adorable baby. She picks. She picks it up to answer the call, walking toward the door to have a bit of privacy. Teto looks over at Tina, who still has her hands in the same position her mother told her to be in. He does her to eat. She takes the spoon and starts to eat slowly before speeding up. He smirks, asking if she likes it. She smiles <laughs> that she does, spilling out, spilling some of it on the table. She becomes embarrassed, trying to clean it up, but he tells her not to worry about it. She shyly stares at her food, but, but he snaps her. He snaps her out of it as he throws his food on the ground. Joking around for him and Helme to show Tina table manners. He he takes the spoon and fires the food in the other direction, causing her to smile. They both stop to look at her mother, <laughs> who reacts ab- about something being terrible. Cut to Tina at the Prestine Hospital, dressed in all white. She goes to visit Reta, whose uh, face is sealed in s- with stitches and covered in cuts. One of th- one of her hands is completely missing. She goes to touch Reta's hand, um, but she's grabbed by her. Her, screaming at Tina, um, not and not letting her go, she yanks free and runs out of the hospital. She's back um, in the car, driving with her mother while she's still panicking. This shit was fucking crazy. This is traumatic. This is God so sad. Damn. Yeah, she's missing that hand. The cuts look brutal. This girl went through the ringer, and then she show witnessed that, and then got grabbed and didn't let go, and then she couldn't get the door open. I was like, oh my God, get this girl out of here. <laughs> I thought she was going to get stuck, and then she pushed it, and then literally, if you look at her face right now in the car ride home, she's just like in shock. She's in absolute shock. She's like, what did I just witness? And I know I was a part of the reason why she's in there. Right. Which is so scary. Just because she had a tinge of jealousy. Yeah. Her mother agrees that this is awful, especially with a competition. But she brings up that um, for her to not let this affect her. Tina looks down at her hands, then switching to Ali's hands covered in blood. Back to her room at Teto's house, she closes the door and begins to sob. Ali opens the door to, uh, to the wardrobe and crawls out of it. She yells, quote, why did you do that? End quote. To Ali as she struggles to crawl on the ground. She raises her hand almost as if she's about to hit Ali, but instead she strikes herself, which Ali reacts to as she as if she's getting hit as well. She grabs Tina's hand. Tina yells for her to let, let her go, but she fights her into a hug, allowing her to cry as she caresses her head. Tina falls asleep as Ali rubs her, her forehead until she wakes up. When she does, Tina notices that Ali's appearance is becoming to look more and more like her. They hear Teto doing some woodwork outside in the shed. Tina meets down, meets, uh, meets up down, excuse me, she meets him down there 
He questions what's on our mind. She uh, she was looking at his chair, calling it nice. He shares that, that he found found it inside of a dumpster that people uh, don't treat th- their things well, but he likes fixing broken things like this. She doesn't say anything and continues looking at him. He shares that he was going to give her something later, grabbing it uh, behind him. He hands her, he hands her some uh, he hands her this. L- Excuse me. He hands her leather straps with her name on it, and they're like for her hands. Yeah. Um. And that he made her. She accepts the gift, thanking him for it. And this it's is awesome. This is wholesome. It is. And it, this it's awesome. This is like the dad she always wanted. Right. I love the dialogue that he says. It's like, oh, some people don't treat nice things. He likes fixing broken things. Yeah. And sees this broken girl. Right. And tries to like remedy what he can help with. I guess. Right. Um, yeah, he seems very authentic, very genuine, like a caring person would be. So like exactly what he says, like this is the father she really wants. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which she really warmed up to him. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you can see he's putting in an effort. He's trying and he's giving gifts and made something. Um, that's the things like everything else is so fake within her family, but this is a guy who actually creates and makes things himself. Out of just like, yeah, not from other people. Right. They're both hanging outside with Helmi while uh, Tina is showing Ted a demonstration of her cartwheels. He claps his hand when she perfectly does the cartwheel. Um, she tries an aerial cartwheel and f- um, falls to the ground. He chuckles, asking if she's okay. She's fine, wanting to do it again, almost feeling her mother's disappointment on his face. She tries it again. His his smile drops to a frown, assuring her that she doesn't need to do this right now. She's, she tries again, falling down uh, on the ground. He approaches her. She whimpers that she can do it better. He tells her that it doesn't matter. She questions this. He wonders if she actually likes gymnastics. She answers that it's a good sport. He agrees, guessing that it's important for her mother to, that she does it well. He assists her. He assists her. He assists her up, asking if she would like to see him do a cartwheel. When he does one, he falls on the ground, um, making her laugh. Ali is uh, heard screeching on the other side of the house. They're startled by the sound. She causes. She excuses that she needs to go change and walks away. This is. <laughs> I like how Ale is like not at all discreet. Just, right? She yeah, is I'm not sorry. at all discreet. Not trying to hide and shit. I mean, she does in the beginning, but like not often. Right. Cut the dedo back inside the house and noticing that the fridge is open. He closes it and searches for Tina, um, o- overhearing her choking and gagging inside her room. She th- she's throwing up inside of a bowl for Ale to consume the next meal. He knocks on the door to check on her. She's startled, um, quickly placing the bowl on, um, down on the ground for Ale to start eating. She runs up to the door, putting her body weight on it, but not answering. He tries to open the door, but she's uh, she holds it closed. I would have just said, like, I'm not decent or, you know, like, right, yeah, put my clothes on. He demands her to open the door uh, while forcing it open. He doesn't see Tina, but Ale. Thinking that think it, it's her. Um, it yeah. was her with the bowl of vomit in front of her face. Jesus H. Christ. And she looks crazy. Feral. Yeah. God damn. She looks terrifying. This is like the exorcist. For real. Um, oh, shit. I lost my spot. Uh, this, he, yeah, oh, that's yeah, what I was saying. Go. Like, uh, this actress went through so much and how to do so many things. I agree. So, shout out to her. Very much agree. He calls out to her thinking that she... Uh, she 
uh, thinking that he c- should call her mother, Ali screeches and runs up to him as Tina tries forcing the door closed, but it's, it catches his hand. He screams for Tina to open the door and let him go. Finally, the door releases from his hand, um, it being cut and bruised. Tina yells for Ali to stop that. He's wrapping his hand um, at the kitchen table. She timidly enters the room. Without looking at her, um, Teto questions uh, what she has to say for herself. She tells him that she's already packed her bags and she can leave when her mother comes, letting him know that she can take the bus if he wants He and he'll never see her again. He stops, getting up to let her know that nobody is going anywhere. She calls herself a horrible person and he denies that, joking that she was a, she was a moment ago, motioning at his hand. She profusely <laughs> apologizes. He brings her for a hug, accepting her apology. She starts to cry. He chalks it up to them having, to pro- having a lot to process, thinking that they'll need to talk uh, to her mother about this. She moves away, not wanting to tell her, willing to do anything he wants for her, from her. Now this is interesting because I think she I think she thinks that he knows like it sounds like that she assumes that he knows that she has this other creature I don't think so. I you think, don't think so? I think she just feels responsible which she, she is. Sure. Uh, I think she just feels really bad and I I feel like she does have a good conscience of feeling guilty for what she's doing in her actions. Um I mean I guess she's not really her, doing anything. That's maybe that's it's, that's it's the very problem. interesting because there's a lot of moments in this movie when I was watching that I was like, oh, is this a unreliable narr- uh, narrator where there's no real bird creature thing? But no, they all see it towards the third act, obviously, right? Uh, because it could be the thing was like, oh, it was her all along, essentially. But then we get like, oh yeah, she was at the competition while this was happening. It gets really like sidetracked where it's like okay never mind it's not that at all no this is really so it's there. like it's a real thing but yeah. still um yeah still, metaphorical. still part of her yeah 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 makes sense but it's interesting but he's so kind about it. it's like yeah you were a horrible person a moment ago but you're good apology accepted yeah you special it's, fucking it's hand genuine interactions yeah that's like real yeah. He wonders if th- if that was because of the competition. It wasn't. She stops before continuing the sentence. He tells her to go on, but Mother comes into the room, excitedly greeting them, asking if they're ready. Tina nods her head. Mother wants to ch- uh, check her poses before they go, wanting to start filming when she begins her stretches. Dedo is about to walk out of the room. She asks, uh, asks him about his hand. He looks back at Tina before clearing his throat that he had an accident in the workshop. She chuckles, reminding him to be careful with his tools. They are outside, Dedo uh, tending to, uh, to laundry as Tina is practicing her flips and mother watching over her. She reminds Tina to point her toes and cover her ears. He uh, watches her mother demand uh, that she do it better than that, seeing how harsh she can be towards Tina. After she doesn't correct another flip, Mother goes down there, grabbing her by the shoulders, wanting her to focus. Helme starts to cry awake. Mother goes up to uh, to her, apologizing for waking her uh, waking her up as she uh, picks her up to soothe her. She blames it on her daughter being too loud, asking the baby who's her darling baby while kissing her. Tina feels a slight tinge of jealousy as it rises up in the window, causing her to gasp as she looks at Teto and Helme. Mother tells her that uh, that it is time to go, handing the baby over to him. He tells her good luck. She questions why they aren't coming. Mother ushers her toward the car, commenting that they have to stay there. I mean, we know why. Yeah. That's her mistress. She still needs to lead this perfect life. 
But she cries that they can come with them. Mother tells tells her that they have to hurry and they'll be late for the competition. She helps Tina into the car. Tedo uh, tells her mother that she that they have to talk. She confirms that with a kiss, telling Tina uh, to say bye to Helme. She does so, and mother closes the door. As they are driving away, she continues looking back at them, Tedo waving goodbye as Tina continues um, looking at, at him with a frown. Now at the competition, mother is filming as uh, co- as the coach tells her to sit down. She films Tina to, uh, uh, and her family. Matthias is frowning at the camera. She calls out to him to smile. Tina frowns th- uh, with worry for Helme and Teto back at his house. Teto puts down Helme for a nap in her room, unknowingly passing up Ale on the stairs. Tina whispers for, uh, for her not to. Her coach taps her on the shoulder, startling her and letting her know that she's last and for her to bring it. She nods her head, still getting a version of Ale moving toward Helme's room. Ale opens the door to uh, opens the door to her room while Tina is trying to focus on the competition. She goes inside the room with the knacks. This causes Tina, uh, Tina to stop um, on top of the beam with her eyes open. She purposely lets go of the beam, um, falling on her wrist uh, to stop Ale. And this was interesting. I'm glad that she even thought of this. Right. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. When I hit myself, it affects her too. This causes her to screech in pain, dropping the axe on the floor. Teto walks by, noticing the door is open as he sees Ale, who hops on the window and screeches at him before jumping (laughs) out. This wakes wakes up Helme. He goes up to her, grabbing and holding her, noticing the axe on the ground. (sighs) And he's fucking shocked. Yes. So when they were introducing the the sequel for the Exorcist movie, they should have hired her. Oh, for sure. She's great at being like feral crazy like she's so good she's so scary she's terrifying great contacts that they put in her eyes too i love those those are really cool they did a really good job with that they did such a great job with the design like i said it's it's so haunting yeah i love her contacts because like it feels like a reflection almost yeah it's it's so oh yeah it's crazy i like it yeah Meanwhile, Tina is stone-faced while her mother holds her uh, from the shoulder uh, from her shoulders, and the coach ices her hand. And she's like, she feels so accomplished, though. Right, she's you, happy. You could tell where she's just like, oh, thank God, like I was able to stop that. Like, hopefully, we can continue this. They wonder if she, if uh, if it hurts. <clears throat> Excuse me. She claims that it doesn't. Mother assists her up, trying to uh, put her on put on a front for the crowd as she helps Tina out of the competition. And her mom is pissed. Like she's yeah. just like, mm, okay, well, let's go back to Teddo's house. And she's holding that in right now too. Yeah, you could tell she's bottled up. Oh, for sure. They make it. They make it back to Teddo's house. Um, Tina calls him. He immediately demands her to shut up. <laughs> and I was like, oh fuck. Mother doesn't understand what's going on. He yells if she uh, if she understands what her daughter has done. She doesn't understand what he means. He stammers that it's just a, a moment ago. She explains that Tina was at the competition. He looks at Tina, confused as, as she has a look of worry on her face. Mother questions if he's been drinking. He tells her to go to hell. She doesn't understand why he's talking her, to her like this, repeating that they were in, at a competition. He doesn't care, not wanting either of them there. He comments that she only sees herself, not 
not noticing that Tina has some serious issues and he doesn't want to deal with any of them. He goes back into his house. Mother instructs instructs her to stay there so she can go chasing after him. Tina shouts for Ale's whereabouts. Later that night, Mother leaves the house with her suitcase and throws it in the back of the car. She angrily gets uh, behind the wheel, breathing heavily. Tina uh, tries checking on her, touching her wrist. She's startled by her mother as she starts banging her head frantically on the steering wheel while screaming. She stops, nose bleeding and Tina terrified. She wipes the blood and looks over at Tina, wishing that um, that she would allow her to be happy. They drive down the dark road, Tina crying on the way to their destination. Mother's solely uh, looking at the road, but not truly focusing on it as blood still cakes her face and chest. When they make it back home, father comes Comes, uh, comes down the stairs, surprised that they made it back early. He comes down the stairs, his smile dropping when he sees all the blood, wondering what happened. Mother goes up to him, claiming that Tina insisted. She um, grabs him and starts kissing him before heading upstairs. T- uh, Tina is still crying by the doorway. Matthias comes down uh, the stairs, smiling that she lost. Her <laughs> father uh, tries holding back t- um, tears, um, claiming that it's good that she's home. Hmm. There feels like a lot, a lot to unpackage here. Yeah, yeah. And the headbanging was wild. That, that caught was me off guard. Great. Uh, the smearing of the blood was cool, dude. She would like. She looked. It really crazy. showed her true colors yeah, in that yeah. moment, right? This like now you're not the perfect mom. Now you lost control. Now you lost everything that you really wanted to accomplish. Like, yeah, she didn't win the competition. It ruined her live stream. She lost. She lost her lover. She's losing control of her life, and mm-hmm. she can't handle it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I love the fact that, like, even when we go back home, I want to talk about the dad a little bit here. Yeah. Because when we go back home and the dad's, like, kind of fighting back tears, right? And it's more so, like, the fact that it's, like, we fucked up. Yeah. Big he time. feels guilty. Yeah. yeah. He sees her, and you can look at her face right here, and, she, and that's why I'm saying, like, she's such a great actress, and she got so much emotional stuff that she had to get out in this movie, whether it be frantic, uh, angry, uh, chaotic, or sad, or mm-hmm. happy. Uh, she, Like I said, she went through the ringer with this movie. She does such a good job of looking so sad in this moment, and her father realizes that. It's right. like, we, yeah, like exactly what you said. We, we fucked, fucked up. up. We fucked up. Yeah. What the we fuck are we watching? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck are we watching? <laughs> Our is daughter losing her- it. <laughs> Tina is back in her room. She turns on her light. Ale scratches at the window uh, to get her attention. She demands Ale to go away. Opening up the window for her, pushing her back and telling her that she wants her to stop doing these types of acts. She pushes her out of the window, causing her to fall on her back. She screeches up at Tina. She covers her ears. Her father sees Ale outside, thinking that it's Tina. He wonders what she's doing out there. Cut to um, mother putting on some make put uh, putting on some makeup to cover her bruised forehead. She tr- she turns on her she. Turns turns on her camera uh, to record an update for her live broadcasting ending. Um, she doesn't like to, she doesn't like the fact that she's being too honest. Um, she starts, uh, she starts over to fabricate a bit more claiming that Tina is doing well. And they wanted to thank everyone for all the loving messages and support. Tina watches her, uh, record this message as she stands by the door. Mother starts, starts over, but eventually she gives up on the message. Tina calls out to her. She stares uh, at Tina bluntly asking her what Tina claims that she can't do. Um, she can be 
she can be and do better. Mother doesn't care, calling out um, that she smells. Meanwhile, father goes inside Tina's room, still thinking Ali is, is her. She, she enters inside the closet, so he decides to leave his daughter alone. <clears throat> And Tina is trying to scrub herself um, in the bathtub. Her mother goes in um, inside the, her room, seeing Ali crouched down in the closet. She goes, she calls out to her, wondering what she's doing down there, grabbing her um, to come on, and that she needs her. But Tina is still in the bathroom, brushing her hair. She overhears her mother calling, calling out that she, her hair looks terrible. Mother is actually brushing Ale's hair as she snarls with from every brush or from every stroke. Tina uh, thinks that she's still she's talking to her. She frowns when her mother questions how she can be so disgusting. Mother pulls the brush so hard she yanks a piece of Ale's scalp out. She screeches in pain, then looks up at the mirror, um, her mother thinking that there's something wrong with her daughter. She backs away, Tina hearing the scream from another room. Uh, mother doesn't doesn't back away as Allie approaches her uh, with her arms stretched out. She lunges toward Mother, forcing her into a hug as Mother yells um, for her to let her go, calling her... Uh, calling her the name of her daughter, Ali sinks her nails in the back in her back. Mother tries to rip her off. Tina opens the door and uh, she's uh, and sees the commotion. She goes into the room, pulling Ali off her mother. Mother is shocked to see that it is actually her daughter that pulled off this uh, creature. Oh my god! The way she stands back up too, so creepy, so fucking creepy, and just angry. Oh hell yeah! Like so much anger. Oh my god. She's confused and shocked as Allie slowly creeps up, staring at Mother with just pure hatred in her eyes. She is about to pounce on her again, but Dina steps in front, telling her to stop and that she doesn't um, want her. Um, claiming that nobody wants her. Allie uh, starts to shriek and crack her bones until her mouth splits open. She runs out of the room. Her mother stammers over the words, wanting to know what what that was. Tina cries that she hatched it and that it's all her fault, just wanting to go away. Mother embraces her daughter, sincerely holding her as Tina cries. Downstairs, her mother grabs the knives for um for the both of them to gang up on Ale. And I love that her mother like kind of holds her and does all these things because it's almost as if like her mom is like, "Thank God it wasn't you." And, In a way, it's like right. you would never disappoint me. Right. It wasn't your. Fault. It wasn't your fault. It was this thing's fault. You're just like me. Perfect. Here's a knife. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's kill this they imperfection. Cau- they cautiously, <laughs> cautiously walk down the, the hall and search for the creature. When they turn around the corner, they hear a door slam behind them. They move They move and hide on the other side of the door, or excuse me, the other side of the corner as the footsteps get closer. It's Matthias um, and his father. He wonders what's going on. Mother tells him that somebody is in, the, um, in there with them. Explaining that it looks like Tina, but it isn't her. Saying that everything is its fault and they'll take care of it. Matthias now knows that it wasn't a nightmare. His mother agrees. She demands um, father to keep an eye on Matthias so... Uh, so they continue searching for the creature. Mother checks Tina's room, checking under the bed and the wardrobe. She doesn't hear and turns around to continue looking, but Allie, 
Ale comes out of the closet, jumping on her back. They fall on the ground as Mother crawls toward the knife. Ale is able to turn around, um, turn her around, opening her slit mouth. Mother still reaches for her knife, able to grab it and stab it in the leg. Tina comes into the room, feeling the pain from the stab on her own leg. Matthias and his father hear the loud shriek, both of them looking in that direction. Mother kicks Ale off, off of her, pointing the knife in its direction. Tina calls out to her mother while holding her leg. She questions what she is going to do. Mother reminds her that she wanted... Reminds her that she said she wanted to get rid of it. Tina agrees, looking over at Ale, whimpering and gasping in pain, crying that she hatched it. Mother sinisterly says that everything will be okay as she raises the knife. Tina moves in front of her, telling her not to. The knife connects with her, causing both Ale and um, to also feel the pain. Mother realizes that she had, um, excuse me, mother realizes what she has done. As she starts to move back and begin to sob no, repeating it over and over. As she dies, Ali catches her and consumes her blood, her dripping blood. Mother still sobbing as she falls to the floor. Father and Matthias enter the, into the room. Matthias calls out to Tina. Um, Ali pushes her, um, her off of her and begins to heal. She, her eyes also shift to a normal color causing her to look more like Tina. She turns around, trying to say, Mother, it eventually coming out. Mother looks up at Ale and her dead daughter. Ale stands up, staring at her as her lip quivers. And the amount of snot that's coming out of mom's nose right now. <laughs> crazy, so boy. Woo! She it's was crying. What bloody movie yet. Then, Credits. I fucking love this movie. And the way she's even staring at her, too. She's like, so good. And like, it's stoic. And she's just like, this is the new me. I am not going to take your shit anymore. None of that. This is me. Because she's so, like, stoic. and just yeah. like, like, And the next day, she's like, what's up, my hatchlings? What's up? What's going on? <laughs> like and subscribe. Smash that like button. <laughs> Scar, no scar. <laughs> Gotta get it in. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's she has this interesting like sensibility to her now. Yeah. Um, and what I really like about it is that she's standing and the mom is kneeling. Right. She's the new leader. She's the new she's the leader now. Like this is yeah. my house. You already see what I could do. <laughs> it's fucking great. Fucking great. Man. Oh, what a movie. What, what a fuck? fucking movie indeed, dude. What a fucking movie indeed. Well, I got a few movie facts for us here. A few movie facts. Actually, it's just one. One movie fact. <gasps> An interesting thing to notice is on the poster of the film where the family has the mask. The mother has nails much like the monster form of Tina, albeit they are painted, implying that the mother was broken just as Tina was, mm-hmm. implying the same old story. That hurt people, hurt people. A.K.A. Monsters create monsters. Generational trauma. Yep. 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 That was a cool flow of fun fact. Yeah. Don't yeah. project things on your kids. Yeah, you shouldn't do that, y'all. No, don't do it. You shouldn't do that. It ain't good. <laughs> it ain't good. <laughs> but we definitely want to keep this conversation going and know what you feel about hatching. Because... 
It's a crazy I, one. Yeah, I, let us I know. love it. I, I think it's wild. Uh, yeah, it is crazy indeed. But you can let us know on our Discord, uh, which is inside of our show notes. You can also let us know on our Patreon as well in our show notes. Or you can let us know on Twitter um, on at nightlight underscore pod. The next film we are going to be covering is kind of like a Hellraiser remake. Interesting. It's called Baskin. I cannot wait for Freddy to see this fucking movie. Holy shit. I'm ready for it. Holy shit. Because this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Also known as Nighty Knight. With your help, we can reach more ghoulish nights with your recommendation as someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, please consider us giving us a five-star rating as it honestly does help us out a ton. And for extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? K. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.